Good evening. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to say how lucky are we? We have Keddy Gaudi on the piano and Rita Corbett. Oh, and Chelsea on the organ. <laughs> I mean, how fabulous. Good. Let's sing together. We have, just so we get totally into the... Um, let's start with uh, number 120 in the hymnal. 120, there's a song in the air. out my range. <laughs> and the next song we've picked is 135, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Number 
have a lot of live music, <laughs> all the little mistakes that sneak in. The next song we picked is number 122, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And did you want to stand with me for number 125, Joy to the World? It'll, it'll be easier to sing if you stand. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you very much. You may be seated. And we now have Chelsea Corbett do Low Rose. You're going to be on the organ? Good. She's playing it on the organ with her mom. I had to ask Abby when to come up. We just want to thank each one of you for coming tonight. It's a little bit slippery on the roads and COVID and everything. So we just very much appreciate you coming and sharing this opportunity to praise God for all the blessings you've given us, especially at this Christmas season, the gift of his son. Thank you again. And let's bow our heads for prayer. Father in heaven, we just thank you for the many blessings that you've given us over this past year. Especially, we thank you for the privilege we have of knowing you as our Lord and Savior. And we ask that you will bless each person here, each family here. You will bless those that are participating. Give them not the shivers when they're up here. Sometimes it's a little scary for young people, but we pray that you'll be with them all. And thank you again for your love, for your forgiveness, and the life-changing power that the Holy Spirit will give to each one of us if we allow him. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us again. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Chelsea. And we, it's my, very, uh, my pleasure to announce that um, we're very fortunate to have a very active pastor's wife. Um, her name is Nadia Avalar, and she's going to be doing our scripture reading. Thank you, Nadia. If you will join me in opening our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 1, and our verse is going to be verse 23. Matthew, chapter 1, verse 23. And it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Amen. 
And again, I get to now announce our pastor. It's Pastor Tony Cortez with an oasis in time. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. What a beautiful day we had, and what a great opportunity we have as we come together to celebrate, to remember, to reflect on what God has done for us. I want to start first by opening with prayer in this small sermonette. I do not pretend to be here for 40 minutes, so uh, don't worry. It's going to be very quick, and I hope to the point. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing to be at your house tonight. Although the day might be ending, we know that your blessing never ends. And we come before you asking you once again to send your spirit in the midst of this meeting to celebrate this concert with us. And as we sing and praise your name, may the word of God be fulfilled. And truly, we, have, we get to see the presence of Emmanuel with us. Thank you for your word. And thank you for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Thank you for the time you're giving us together tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just want to say I'm so happy to be here. I can tell you that in order for this to come together and for you to see all this in one piece, it took a lot of hours. And I just want to say thank you to those who've been behind all this project and all this program, putting it together all those who are participating tonight, and all those who have worked prior to make this uh, a success. And, and I want you to, if you have the opportunity, also say thank you to them, you know. Let's, let's give them an applause or raise our hand, whichever voice works for you better. But thank you for making this happen. We really, really appreciate this. Um, everyone is so busy. It seems the time just runs out of our hands, isn't it? Sometimes we wish we had another extra hour through our days, and what a great title, an oasis in time. I want you to come to me with me to the book of Matthew, and we will find this story that as we read it again, it just gives us the courage to know that God has everything in control. I had the audacity today, and, and I might... I might be sinning because it shouldn't be something I should be doing. But let me share with you what I did. I said, the Bible, the, the, the text opening that we are looking into is written on Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And, and this is what my wife just read. And it says there, behold, the virgin shall be, shall, shall be with, uh, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated, God with us. Do you understand what it means that God is with us? 
Have you truly paid attention to those words to understand what it means that God is with us? Now, there was a time that we couldn't be with God. There was a time where there was a barrier and we just couldn't be close to God. But when the child came, he threw that barrier down. Not only did he threw the barrier down, but he is now with us in your life and in my life. I had the audacity today to search and see, and, and, and I, my search engine said, the catastrophes of the world in 2021. And a big list popped up of statistics all over the world of the conditions that we're seeing in current times. I traveled last night to Quenel. I was visiting some church members out in Quenel today. So at the place where I stayed, I had no signal, or at least I did not have even the time to be on my phone. Just a few minutes ago, when we arrived to town, I was able to go over some updates on what was happening. And I just learned what happened in Kentucky few hours ago for those of you who don't know what happened there was a huge hurricane going through the place if I'm not mistaken 270 kilometers covered the area thousands of people are displaced right now without a home and when you see the air footage of what happened there it's just a war zone calamities taking place in our current times and that's just one out of the thousands that are going on in our current day, on a day-to-day -day basis. We don't have to go too far. If we were to recount what happened through 2021 in our region, all the different calamities that we have seen, and all the different conditions that we are seeing in current times, this verse makes more sense to me than ever before. Because somehow I need to be reminded that God is with us in despite of what we're seeing today. But there might be someone here tonight wondering if this is really the case. When you start reading on chapter 2 of Matthew, we won't have the time tonight to go over the story. But I, I encourage you to go home. Sit down with your family and go over the whole process of what it took place that night. You will learn that the wise men were reading the scriptures, trying to understand what was happening and what was to come. Meaning that the prophecy was about to be fulfilled and they had that in their minds. In fact, they were not Jewish. They were not part of the group that would, you would call themselves the ones that study the scriptures. They were people from far. But they knew the prophecy and they knew that the time was coming near. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 and on. Verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, 
In the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. I tell you, brothers and sisters, if there is a time that we need to be anchored into the word of God, it's today. Because prophecy points us to the right direction of the times we are living in today's world. The prophecy in those days was pointing them to the, to the birth of the Savior of the world. When you read the same story in the book of Luke, you can go now to the book of Luke and you can find the same story there. You will see that Luke now records that there were angels singing on high, on heaven, coming to the shepherds who were there that night, telling them great news. Let's go to the book of Luke. Come on, let's open up your Bible there. Come with me to the book of Luke. It's the next gospel that records the same story and it has a different lens to it. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which, I, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior whose Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Then they start singing, verse 14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What a beautiful night that was. They were able to hear the angels singing. The prophecy was fulfilled. The time came. And when it was the due time. They were able to experience. To see. And to, and to feel the power of God. As he was born. In Bethlehem. By the virgin. The prophecy was fulfilled. The prophecy tells us. That the virgin was to have a son. And that son would, name, would be named Emmanuel, which meant God is with us. As we get to reflect on what happened over 2,000 years ago, I want you now to think of the prophecies that are being fulfilled in current times. Which are also pointing us now to what is coming in the near days of this world. Which are telling us that if God came... In the first event to be born by the virgin as the prophecy had mentioned. He shall come back again to take with him all who believe in his name. That prophecy is about to take place in our days. As the world is now being reminded that the Christ was born. As the world is now turning to this big event that took place and no one could miss it. 
Because even the stars and the angels show the signs that Jesus was, was being born that night. In current times, the world and the signs out there are also telling us Christ is coming again. Jesus is coming back. Emmanuel, God with us, is returning for his own. Is coming for you and for me. As he was able to be born as a baby. To bring peace and good tidings to all mankind. He is now promised to return to earth. To put an end to all suffering and pain. I am addressing those who are currently going through struggles in your life. I am addressing tonight those who couldn't come to church tonight. We wish they were here, but they just couldn't make it due to various reasons. I am talking now to those who have lost family members throughout this year. For those who probably have lost their jobs. And maybe there could be one or two that have lost their faith. To you, the message is being said, God is with us. He is still in control. Of everything that is happening around our world. In this oasis of time, God wants to tell you, listen. When you see the prophecy being fulfilled in the past, that will tell you that what I have said is coming. And the one who said who would come shall come very, very soon. Our world is taking a turn today. When we see the scriptures and we read the whole story, we hear about three wise men or the wise men that came. And they all brought something to Jesus. My question to you is, what are you bringing to the king tonight? The king deserves everything. In fact, he owns everything. He created all. But the biggest gift you could ever give to the king is your soul, your life. Surrender yourself to him. Give to him your life and you will find hope, peace, and joy in your time. There's no such a thing as joy or hope without God in our lives. We hear lots of songs. People talk about this. It's part of what is in trending topic right now. But the reality is, unless I turn my life to God, none of that can happen. See, God is calling us in today's time. To come to him as we are. In fact. What he's telling us tonight. Is that he is with us. You don't have to change. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is accept his presence. In your life. There's nothing you and I can do. To throw him away. To send him off. David even said. If I was to go. Away from God. 
even if I was to find myself in the deepest of the sea, he will find me there too. There is no place where you can hide from God. There is nothing you can do to send God away. He's looking for you in current times. That baby came to this world to show us who God was. Emmanuel. As you go through struggles in life, whatever you might be facing tonight, I want to remind you that you're not alone. I want to remind you that God is with you. But he is with you. Not to leave you the way you are. But to change you and to transform you. He has promised as well. That he is coming back again. Do not get discouraged. Calamities. Trouble will come to this world. But for those who trust in the Lord. Will be safe. There will be a place for you to hide. Come on to the Lord while he is near. Give yourself to him while he, is, while he is calling you. May the Lord bless you tonight. And as you go home, please be reminded of those words. And the virgin shall have a son. And the name of that son shall be Emmanuel. Which is translated literally, God is with us. May God be with you tonight. God bless you. Good news, powerfully delivered. Thank you very much, Pastor Tony. And next up, we have a very talented young lady. She has generously shared her gift with us several times already. Uh, I look forward to hearing her again. Her name is Sophia Watson.
Beautiful. Violin is such a difficult instrument to play, and she plays it with such authority. Fabulous. Um, so this was one of our challenges. Bernadette was supposed to be here, but um, she's had several issues today, so she's not here. But our very own Chelsea, Chelsea Corbett, has agreed to fill the gap. And what instrument are you playing, Chelsea? What's the instrument you're playing? Oh, okay. All right. Maybe Rita can explain the instrument she's playing. It's <laughs> like a harmonica or accordion, but it's just a portion of it. It's a reed instrument. So it's hard to explain. You need to play such a strong Thank you, Chelsea. What a wonderful uh, song she played. Now, we have a small uh, story. Well, it's not small, but it was summarized from the book, The Other Wise Men. Uh, this is a series of five videos that we will be presenting after this Sabbath. Today, you will be able to see, to see episode one. And we want you to, 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 to see all the work and effort that was put into. Uh, I even want to recognize one of my students, Will, from, from my Bible class. He's the one who helped me doing the, he, he the, he's the one that does the narrating voice to the, to the uh, story we're about to see. Today we have one episode ready. This week you will be able to see episode two in our website. So keep tuned to the Facebook page because you will be able to see the second part. And next Sabbath, uh, Sabbath day 18, you will be seeing 
three and four, and we will be finishing on the 25th with the last part of the story. So I hope you enjoy it. This is made for our children in our church and our youth. I hope this is another way they can also get, get connected to the other wise men. This is another part of the story. Uh, and please, once you see it on the website, share it with more people so they can also see it. Are we ready to, to, to go? Okay, let's do it. You know the story of the three wise men, but have you heard the legend of the other wise man? He too saw the star rising and tried to follow it, but was he disappointed? Artaban, a magi, lived among the mountains of Persia. He was a tall, dark man with brilliant eyes and a desire for truth. His robe was made of wool, thrown over a tunic of silk, and with a turban over his long, dark hair. This was the dress of the magi. Artaban regularly entertained Parthian nobles as they studied ancient writings and the stars together. One evening, Artaban excitedly read to them from writings held sacred by the exiled Jews in Persia. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall arise out of Israel. Most of his friends scoffed, saying, The tribes of Israel are scattered through the mountains like lost sheep. Neither star nor scepter can arise there. And yet, said Artaban, the Hebrew Daniel, honored and beloved of our great King Cyrus, wrote of an appointed time between restoring Jerusalem and the arrival of the Anointed One. He then told them that when a sign appeared, he would ride swiftly on his horse to meet three friends from Babylon, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, and set off for Jerusalem. In order to be ready, he sold his possessions and bought three jewels, a sapphire, a ruby, and a pearl, to carry his tribute to the new king. One friend said, you're dreaming. Another friend said, I cannot go, I have too much treasure. Still another said, I have a new bride. Finally, his closest friend said, follow truth, even if you are alone. Later that evening, Artaban went out on the roof to observe the stars. As he watched, a steel blue spark was suddenly born out of the darkness. It was tiny and still remote, yet perfect. He had never seen it before. It's the sign, he said. The king is coming and I intend to meet him. So before the sun had risen, the other wise man was in the saddle, riding swiftly westward, following the star. So I am very pleased to announce our next two people. It's Christina and Jim Smith. They will be playing Mary Did You Know.
Did you know that your baby boy would someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kissed your little baby, then you've kissed the face of God. Mary, did you know? Very nice. Um, we will now have the offering for the poor. There is envelopes in the book racks in front of you, and you can put your offering in if you if there is more envelopes needed. We have some more up here. Um, if you wish to put your name with it, you can. And if you want to do, you can just bring the envelope here to the front. Just we've got the basket set up. Thank you very much, and Rita and Keddy will play for us in the meanwhile.
Thank you very much for your generosity. This will go to one of our local charities. We're not quite sure which one. There's plenty of need. So the next um, presentation we have is Glenn and Nelda Gill and Jim and Christina Smith. Is that not it? It says the Gills and Smiths, green sleeves. Yes. Huh. There we go, the Gills and the Smiths. <laughs> well, yes, I'll, I'll be singing too. I just, we, we ran out of room in the program. Oh, and more Smiths. More Smiths. <laughs> And I just wanted to let you know, it's been a lot of fun putting this together. I want to thank our techie crew back there. Um, they just got, well, they, they kind of got surprised this Wednesday. I had to call a whole new techie crew because, wouldn't you know it, the one I had in place for weeks, by the way, they all got sick or they're quarantined or it's just the entire crew. <laughs> So thank you very much to everybody back there. A great big thank you.
<laughs> this, by the way, was another collaboration that was just kind of put together spur of the moment this week. I knew that both Glenn and Jim were really, they played their guitars really well, so I played a little matchmaker. But it was just yet another cancellation. We've had so many cancellations that we're just very glad we have such talented people that are so willing to just spur of the moment, put stuff together. Um, so now we have Ketty Gaudi on the piano and Rita Corbett on the organ with a Christmas medley.
Thank you very much. You don't know how many hours it takes to practice some of this stuff. Just saying. And our very own Lucas Kifuk gets to present a story very fitting. Trouble. <laughs> Trouble at the end. <laughs> Hopefully not too much trouble. So I'll just get into it. Wally was nine that year and in the second grade, though he should have been in the fourth, most people in town knew that he had difficulty in keeping up. He was big and clumsy and slow in movement and mind. But still, Wally was well-liked by the other children in his class, all of whom were smaller than he, though the boys had troubles hiding their irritation when Wally would ask to play ball with them or play any game for that matter in which winning was most important. Most often, they would find a way to keep him out, but Wally would hang around anyway, not sulking, just hoping. He was always a helpful boy, a willing and smiling one, and the natural protector, paradoxically, of the underdog. Sometimes, if the older boys chased the younger ones away, it would always be Wally who'd say, can't they stay? They're no bother. Wally fancied the idea of being a shepherd with a flute in the Christmas pageant that year, but the director, Miss Lombard, assigned him to what she considered a more important role. After all, she reasoned, the innkeeper did not have too many lines, and Wally's size would make his refusal of lodging to Joseph more forceful. And so it happened that the usual large audience gathered for the town's yearly extravaganza of crochets, beards, crowns, halos, and a whole stage full of squeaky voices. No one on stage or off was more caught up in the magic of that night than Wallace Perling. They said later that he stood in the wings and watched the performance with such fascination that from time to time, Miss Lombard had to make sure he didn't wander on stage before his cue. Then the time came when Joseph appeared, slowly, tenderly, guiding Mary to the door of the inn. Joseph knocked hard on the wooden door set into the painted backdrop. Wally, the innkeeper, was there, waiting. What do you want? demanded Wally, swinging the door open with a brusque gesture. We seek lodging. Seek it elsewhere. Wally looked straight ahead, but spoke vigorously. The inn is filled. Sir, we have asked everywhere in vain. We have traveled far, and we are very weary. There is no room for you at this inn, Wally looked promptly stern. Please, good innkeeper, this is my wife, Mary. She is heavy with child and needs a place to rest. Surely you must have some small corner for her. She is so tired. Now for the first time, the innkeeper relaxed his stiff stance and looked down at Mary. With that, there was a long pause, long enough to make the audience a bit tense with embarrassment. No, be gone, the prompter whispered from the wings. Uh, no, Wally repeated automatically. Be gone. Joseph placed his arm around Mary, and Mary laid her head upon her husband's shoulder, and the two of them started to move away. The innkeeper did not return inside his inn, however. Wally stood there in the doorway, watching the forlorn couple. His mouth was open, his brow creased with concern, and his eyes filling unmistakably with tears. And suddenly, this Christmas pageant became different from all the others. Don't go, Joseph! Wally called out. Bring Mary back. And Wallace Perling's face grew into a bright smile. You can have my room.
what a cute story. <laughs> and the next presentation is Nelda and Glenn Gill with Silent Night, and they kindly let me play with them. It was Christmas Eve, 1818, and uh, in the small village of Orbendorf in Austria, the river had flooded and the organ was damaged in the church there. This was the, the name of the church, St. Nicholas Church, and the pastor the priest, uh, Joseph Moore, was at wit's end what to do because they had the New Year's, not the New Year's, the Christmas Eve service was supposed to begin that evening and the organ had been damaged by the flood. Doesn't that sound familiar? Floods even in Austria. Well, Joseph Moore had actually written a poem called Stille Nacht two years previously and he thought, hmm, maybe our organist can do something with the words. So he gave the words to Franz Gruber, who was the, he was one of the teachers in the school there. He was a schoolmaster, and, but he was also the organist for the, for the church. And uh, he gave the words still in knock to Franz Gruber and said, can you do something with this for this service tonight? And Franz Gruber, believe it or not, could play the guitar. So we're going to do it on the guitar. Um, they, and, um, but the story is actually even more interesting. That song might have just gone into oblivion, except there was a fellow by the name of Carl, never mind what his name is, Carl. Let's just call him Carl. He actually was an organ, organ repairman, an organ, uh, and he had been there to repair the organ, and he you know, witnessed the service. He was part of the service that evening. And afterwards, he got the music from Franz Gruber and took it to his village in, in Germany. And, um, and then he passed it on to a couple of families that were sort of traveling minstrels. And one of the families, the Rainier family, actually the next year, so 1819, at Christmas time, played and sang Silent Night to Franz I of Austria, King of Austria, and to Alexander I of Russia. These were big dudes in those days. And very soon, the song, Still a Noct, 
was just the rage all over Europe, and then it traveled to the to uh, the states. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try and play this tonight. And because it's originally in German, we have an authentic German woman here who's going to sing the first verse in German. Thank you, Gabby. And then we're actually going to go to the next verses in English. So we're going to skip the first verse in English. And thank you, Nelda, for poor Nelda. Just twisted her arm. She hasn't played the flute for a while. And she thought, I can't play the flute. I said, yes, you can play the flute. She is going to play the flute for us.
All right. And the last presentation we have is O oh, Come All Ye Faithful. And it'll be Keddie on the piano. Y'all get to sing with us. You get to stand up. Number 132. And Danny, what's your last name? Castilia. Castilia. Gets, thank you. Gets to play the trumpet. Okay, so number 132, please stand. Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, I need a hymnal. grown-up version. <laughs> what number did I say? 132. And sing it with gusto. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Now, before Pastor Tony Cortez does um, our uh, closing prayer, I just want to let everybody know that Bev Taylor with her um, crew has prepared a few little goodies at the entrance that you may take home and munch on them in the car, I guess. Thank you, Bev. <laughs> Let's pray. We come before you, Father, giving you praise and glory. Thank you for all the mercy you have shown to us. Thank you for the wonderful miracle of coming to earth and saving us. Thank you for giving us hope in tonight's night that you're still in control and that you're willing to be with us regardless of who we are. We want to praise you, Lord, for all the miracles you have done. Thank you for all the families that came tonight and for those who are watching online. May you, may you continue to bless our community. And as we face another day, we want to do it in your name, telling the world that you're coming soon. That prophecy will soon be fulfilled. And we want to go home, Father. We give you praise for what you have done in the past. We praise you what, for what you're doing in our lives in current times. And we praise you, Lord, for what is come, for, for what is about to come in the near future. May you continue to bless your church and your community in Williams Lake and surrounding areas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, let's go tell it to the on the mountains. <laughs>